Hello and welcome to Riley on Film. I'm your host, Damian Riley. I've written two books so far and currently I'm on my third. I'm not in film or on film, yet one day, who knows, lightning could strike. I am a bipolar professional here putting up my thoughts about human life. I hope you enjoy your time here. Namaste and God bless you. Diary of a Madman with Vincent Price was truly an amazing horror movie. I'm so glad that I got to see and review what looks like three complete films uh, here on the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day weekend. I really like this movie. Uh, it did have a few problems, <clears throat> and I think that's why it generally doesn't get as high a rating as I think it deserves, but overall, I think it's just an amazing film, and it, it keeps you guessing, keeps you wondering. There's an element of just real-life paranoia that could have been happening to this man, and then that's sort of uh, interwoven uh, with a supernatural uh, concept. But just like in Edgar Allan Poe stuff, it's kind of a question as to whether it is a practical insanity or is there something tormenting him. I think even though I usually don't go for the supernatural uh, solutions, I think in this case it might be that. Uh, but it could be a little of both, and it's, it's pretty powerful because you see uh, a very powerful judge... Uh, you know, kind of paying for his sins, sort of. But his sins are not actually physically killing, but rather neglecting his uh, home life, neglecting his beautiful wife and child. And it is sort of assumed that, uh, you know, the guilt of that produced this sort of specter in his life that is trying to kill him. And I, I guess as the watcher of the movie, you keep going in and out and asking yourself, is this something that he's imagining or is this truly happening? And uh, then you have another innocent get involved and you wonder, is she really innocent? She uh, uh, has, has a very nice bosom. <laughs> I've been doing that joke a little bit here and there just because all these... Now, well, first of all, I like bosoms, but also because uh, these movies uh, from the 1950s and 1960s really did have some really attractive women that were kind of pushed up in that way, if you know what I mean. So uh, it's one of the features, and uh, we don't see enough of that in new movies, I don't think. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of nudity in movies and in, in, in regular movies, but, uh, you know, bosom here and there is nice, keeps your attention. Reminds you of one of the beautiful things about women, uh, inside and out. Is of course inside is more important. At any rate, it's got that. So you know you're going to see Vincent Price, and I don't think anything beyond uh, saying Vincent Price is in it is really necessary. I mean, he is just such an incredible actor, especially in horror movies. And I'm going to be watching a f quite a few more of his. I've been adding them to my watch list and. As much as I can get a hold of them, I'm going to be watching them and, and rating them here. But I just think he's really good in this. 
one of the reasons that I think he's so great in this is because of his regal look. I think he just reminds you of someone that commands respect, like a judge or magistrate, I think they call him. Um, but yeah, uh, at that time, um, you know, it was kind of a quicker system to to accuse and, and go ahead and send people to their death, and uh, he was doing that a lot. Uh, and this case, there's an issue where someone he was sending to his death, it was questionable because the man felt that he was possessed or there was some ghost that was pushing him to do it. And then, you know, after that man dies, uh, is executed, then, then similar things start to happen to Vincent Price's character. And we start to learn a whole lot about his uh, past life and this new woman that he's supposedly so in love with. And um, there's a lot here. There's, there is a lot here. And, you know, I don't know if I buy the fact that he would be a sculptor, but, you know, that he loves art and all that. He seems more like a left-brainer to me, but, um, hey, you know, to like horror and be in horror, I think you do have to have a little bit of a right brain, a little bit of that madness, that creativity spark. But, uh, you know, he, he really does a great job in this, and, and uh, I will tell you, if I watch one where he does not do a great job, but just like the others I've gone over recently and i hope you have a chance to check out what i have to say about all of them and then leave me a a, a comment uh, on my website rileyonfilm.com well i sure appreciate your time and i will see you next time hello there and thanks for listening to riley on film i'm your host damian riley finding his way between bipolar and this crazy messed up world that thinks Trumpism is religion. But thanks for listening and I hope you'll come back and I accept all people, love all people, love all people, and I will see you next time. talk to you about the latest movie I've seen. It's called Cry of the Banshee. This was released in 1970. It really looks neat. Uh, It's got that kind of antique look to it. I believe it is a Hammer film. Almost positive, although I don't have that in front of me. So if it wasn't, somebody please correct me. But it's great. It's, uh, It's kind of a mystery. It's always nice to have a monster movie that's also a mystery. Uh, But in in 17th century England, Lord Whitman, uh, he's waging an unending war on what he sees as the ever-present scourge of witchcraft. And many local villagers have suffered at his hands. And we all know about the witch trials and just, just the mad look in the eye of religious people going after witches. I, I just can't. I can't comprehend how that came about. Actually, I can. Because people in general, not just Christians, but people, have a tendency, especially when they get in groups and the mob mentality, to blame and point the finger. And I heard something really important one time. I said, anyone who's pointing the finger has three more pointing back at themselves. So if you want to find who's guilty for something, just look at the person accusing. Usually that's the one. But in this case, you have this Whitman, and he 
he's uh, trying to weed out Richcraft from the town. And uh, it's really it's quite sad, actually. Um, <clears throat> but uh, there is... Uh, Vincent Price is in this, and he is uh, Lord Whitman. You've got S.C. Preston, Hillary Dwyer, Carl Rigg, all these people. We don't know who they are, what their names are. But, uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was quite, uh, an intense one, and, uh, I don't really know what to say about it other than that. Cry of the Banshee, uh, quite violent, um, uh, quite, uh, sexy at times, it shows a lot of boobage, um, but, you know, I think at the end, by the, at the end of it, it does feel quite cathartic. I guess that would be the reason I'd recommend it if you can get through it. It's really violent. Um, people are just stabbed all through their bodies. And, you know, the, like the witchcraft people who, like in this case, are kind of like the common man, are just murdered mercilessly. And their leader tries to help them, but, you know, I don't want to get into spoilers too much, but basically they kill her too. So, uh,. Yeah, if you can get through all that, uh, and and you know, you're just gonna hate Vincent Price in this one. Sometimes he plays like a likable guy. Sometimes he plays the monster guy. In this one, he plays the hateable guy, the evil guy, the evil ruler. So, not too much else to say about it. I hope you'll see it. And if you have anything you know to add, put it in the comments, and I will see you next time.